everyone, and welcome to another episode of This Week in IPO. Today, we have three time guest, friend of the podcast, not once, not twice, third appearance, Tony Calcato. Tony, welcome back. Well, thank you. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm starting to feel honored now. Third time around, it's, it's pretty good. I'm feeling like it's a late night television program. So, <laughs> Soon, you know what? What happens is if a couple of more times I wind up hosting it as the guest host, don't forget. So that's the put you on notice already. <laughs> well, uh, we wanted uh, you to come on this week because last week we had on uh, Vicente who talked a lot about uh, the new COVID vaccine and just like the science behind it in general. So one question we wanted to ask you was with, with the vaccine now being distributed throughout the state what are the current new plans for the repopulation of the Rutgers campuses so the vaccine is a game changer for us right the vaccine is what finally allows us to plan as we move forward and I think that that you know it it gives us light at the end of the tunnel so our planning aligns closely with vaccine distribution and the different phases of vaccine distribution. So uh, I'll I'll run quickly through what our plan looks like and then tell you how that kind of aligns with vaccine distribution. So we're looking to get this message out, tell everybody, look, we're coming back. You know, our aspirational goal is to be back 100% in the fall, just not all at the same time, right? So not 100% of us will be here on any given day. You know, we wouldn't go into rotational schedules and and we would do things like uh, staggered shifts and uh, think out of the box when it comes to, you know, how do we, how do we uh, schedule classes? And, and, you know, we're still going to be adhering to public health guidance. There's no doubt about that. I believe, um, I have no reason not to believe that even if the vaccination program goes well, we'll still be doing things like um, face coverings and some type of distancing and good personal hygiene and those things that we've all kind of become accustomed to. So that'll still be going on. So we, we plan around that. We understand that. Um, you know, so we want to spend these three months now, the first quarter of the year, January, February, March, working with all 1,500 of our departments and trying to uh, get plans built out for them. We will supply next week templates um, that they can use and checklists, and we'll work with them. We'll help them. I know that um, Dr. Mogi, who's our executive vice president and chief academic officer, is working with the provosts at the different campuses in order to build out a good, robust academic program. We want every student to have face-to-face instruction. We have to figure out exactly how we can do that, and we can. It, it just takes, you know, it takes all of us to make that happen. And um, and then the second quarter, we start to look to bring some people back so we can start to understand. And we do that in the context of, you know, K-12s or we'll start to wind down, you know, in May and June. So we'll look to, you know, we don't want to add stress to, to I feel for for uh, parents and guardians who who have become you know teachers and playmates and doctors and nurses for for their children. I feel for them. I don't want to add any more stress onto their lives. So so 
uh, we'll start to bring people back to understand what that looks like. What do we need to change? How do we change it? Those good things. We'll also be looking at what we're doing over the summer. You know, are we having our camps? Are we having our conferences? To what degree? Our events? We do a lot of things here in the summer. And so we need to understand what and how and can we have them. And then, as I said, in September, you know, we're looking to bring everybody back. Again, 100% of our, our people, our community, that's faculty, staff, students, um, just not at the same time. And I think we can accomplish that. But we can only accomplish that if, you know, there's a good um, amount of vaccine that has been distributed by the middle of the summer. I mean, that's the key here, right? I, I'm not even talking about herd immunity at this point. What I'm talking about is that there is a blanket of vaccine for all intents and purposes that people feel good about, yes, this is going in the right direction, that there are you know hundreds of millions of doses that have been out there that um, you know, we'll continue again to adhere to public health, but there is, there, is, uh, there is a great, great reliance on vaccine. Now, we know, you all read the papers and hear the news. Well, I don't know if you read the papers, but you certainly, read, you certainly look online and, and we hear the news and, um, you know, there, there's been a pretty big stumble by the federal government and uh, coming out of the gate with respect to vaccines. So, you know, look, we've got, we've got a lot of faith that, 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 that'll get, that'll get fixed now. Um, and I think in three months, we'll see a really big difference in what's happening and how it's happening. So that's, that's kind of key for us and key to us. But, but I, I, I never want to de-stress the fact that, you know, everybody's health and safety is, it, that's number one. It, it, we don't, there's no, you know, we make we make no representations that sound different than that. Right. right. Um, so touching on the vaccine a little bit more, um, you know, with there being this phase rollout and distribution, um, are members of the Rutgers community that that both work and live on campus, you know, students, faculty, staff, uh, do any of these groups fall into these pre phases, you know, one A and one B and one C, etc. So um yes and yes because of a number of different reasons right so 1a was pretty much held strictly to or tried to be strictly all about frontline workers and long and residents of long-term care facilities but that that's that was basically what 1a looked like um all along 1b opened that up to another a bigger cohort the state of new jersey has opened one be up to include people, um, well, law enforcement and firefighters, number one. And then number two, they've included now uh, people over the age of 65, which is a big, that's a 10 year difference from 75. And people with, um, that are immunocompromised, right? You may have diabetes or you may have asthma or uh, you know a whole slew of different illnesses, and there's a list that you know is on our website, but it's also on the state's website. Now, that's who's eligible right now. In one C, there's a, a term there that says colleges and universities. 
Our assumption as we look through this is that it would apply minimally to our faculty and staff. Not 100% sure yet on students, but many of the people in 1C start to become eligible in 1B, right? They may be older than 65. They may have uh, an underlying condition that needs to be addressed. So you'll, you'll start to see many of them in 1B. I think um, the real, the real uh, what will make the big difference is supply. And right now that's a problem. So I think with supply, it doesn't really matter who lines up. You know, yes, you wanna kind of make people who are at the front of the line because of things like frontline workers and immunocompromised and those types of things. Yes, you want to give them the front, but you'll start to move in a lot quicker fashion, especially if you put megasites up, if you use things like you know, pharmacies and doctor's offices and, you know, different health groups and clinics and almost anybody who could do it, right? Almost anybody who could track and, you know, put a needle in the arm and, and make it happen. And I think there's a, there's a lot of work happening at the state level. I know there's a lot of work happening at the state level to build out that infrastructure so that when there is vaccine and we could be vaccine, we could be providing a lot more vaccinations than we are today. It's just a matter of supply. We're just not getting enough supply. And by we, I mean the state of New Jersey. That's great. Um, so with regards to there being obstacles for uh, distribution, is, is Rutgers going to become a, a vac uh, distribution center at some point? So, um, so they call them pods, right? They're points of distribution public pods. And we have, uh, and, and Dr. Gracias actually is heading up the effort in um, working with the state to create a pod at Rutgers where we then can inoculate our community and ultimately I'm sure open it up to the public as a service. I mean, we are the premier academic medical center in the state of New Jersey. I, I, academic medical campus in the state of New Jersey. And there's absolutely no reason that we should not be at the forefront. So today, today, um, the state, the pods that the state have created really include the two hospitals for frontline workers, <coughs> excuse me, RWJB and University Hospital. They've gone out to places like Atlantic Health Group that's now also in the mix. And, um, and you'll start to see, of course, the pharmacies were in the mix primarily to help inoculate people at long-term care facilities. So yes, we're working towards that. It's my understanding that within a matter of weeks, and I don't mean long weeks, I'm not talking month weeks, um, that we should, be, um, we, should, we should be able to begin a vaccination distribution program if indeed there is supply to make that happen. Thank you. Well, you heard it from the man himself. Looks like we're moving uh, in the right direction. Tony, thanks uh, for coming on, for telling us all of that to uh, us. And if there's anything else you'd like to say, we'll uh, give you the last word again. Well, you know, close these all the time. Asking people, asking our community to please practice good safety protocols, right? 
because with it, with inoculations, that's great. But you know what's 97% effective? Wear a face cover. Watch your distance, wash your hands. I beg everybody to please, please, please do that. It is the best way to keep yourselves and your families healthy and safe and out of the um, out of this vaccine's way until I'm sorry, out of this disease's way until we can have the vaccine. So thanks guys for having me on again. Enjoy the rest of uh, your day and uh, keep up the good work. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.